0: I am Fernando Alonso and I am delighted to welcome you to Gareth Jones on a speed. Oh dear, you've fallen over. No Ron, I haven't. Yes, yes you have. Hello, and welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. The one on my left is called Zog. Hello. The one on my right is called Richard. Hello. And I hope they're the same way round in your headphones, otherwise one of us is going to get dizzy. Please rotate your head. Yes, rotate (laughs) your head. (laughs) 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 Like (laughs) Owl. I don't know what are your priorities when you go out and choose a car, boys. It's probably... Is it... A Good car to drive? Is it well engineered? You know, is it something interesting? Does something it look that
1: cool? Does, does, it does the important. engine sound good? Yeah. Is it comfortable? Yeah. Does it have enough room for your golf clubs? You play golf now? No, 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 no of course not. Good, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying hypothetically, hypothetically. These things that, you know, one hears does affect some people's choice of car.
0: Surprisingly, a lot of people say when they're choosing a car, oh, lock a blue car. Or a red one, or oh, my colour's bright. You know, people do actually choose a car on colour. Colour can really influence mm. the choice you make when you buy a car. You know, the launch colour. I think we sort of touched on this before, haven't we, Richard? The launch colour for a car can provide such a strong image about that car that it will stay with you forever and colour, for want of be a better word, how you feel about that car. Do you, Maybe, mem- yeah. do you remember the sort of that limey green that the new Fiesta was launched in? Do you remember that? Yes, Jeez. there were
2: two sort of strong colours. There was that limey green, and there was mm-hmm. a really hot pink as well. Yes,
0: I remember it well. Yeah. So I yeah. think
2: they deliberately wanted to make a bit of a statement. Yeah, a few years ago, do you remember the second generation Range Rover P38A? If you remember, yeah.
0: oh hello, yes. And,
2: uh, and the launch colour for that was this sort of metallic gold. When we say launch colour, you know, the one that the car's designers have said that is the signature colour. We would like a lot of the publicity photos to be in. We would like a lot of the cars that are given to the press at first, so it'll be on the cover of Auto Car and all the rest of it. We want it to be that colour. That mm. is the colour we believe sums up what we want from this car. And for the second generation Range Rover, it was this weird metallic gold, mm-hmm. sort of almost the colour of Wii, which <laughs> rather summed up some of the quality control in that car as well. But, <laughs> but it, was, it was a really weird choice because I don't think gold cars weren't fashionable then and haven't been And never since. have
1: been. No, but presumably choosing the colour for your launch car, or choosing the launch colour for each model is... I don't suppose for a moment the question of what is going to be the most popular colour ever comes up, because that doesn't particularly matter. What you're trying to do is to choose a colour that in the first place is going to get you as much coverage as possible, so it pays to be a little bit more adventurous not yeah. to have your boring colours. Yeah. That's going to show off the car to its best advantage, so that you know, in as many pictures as possible you can get a better idea about the lines of it, rather mm. than them being slightly disguised by the kind of colour that it is. There are going to be a bunch of factors that come into what is the best colour for your launch yeah.
2: vehicle. But I think some yeah. of it is about making a statement. Do you know the BMW yeah, sure. X1? Yeah, it was a terrible car, yeah. and the launch car for that extended to the initial stock that every dealer received. So they got their first car was their demonstrator car. and yeah. It
1: would be the one to be parked on the forecourt, and the people exactly. So you, it's the first
2: time a lot of people would see it. it. And yeah. So a
0: mustardy beige colour, isn't well, it? Well, I would, I would describe it as more a
2: sort of orangey, hmm. like a really strident sort of cinnamony orange colour. That was what they chose hmm. for that car. And it looked terrible. I mean, it's a terrible looking car, but it looked yeah, especially it terrible. It a colour, yeah. But that's the thing. Sometimes, I guess, they want to make a statement. No, that was just the statement was, this is a
0: terrible car. Look, look have got an awful oh, colour. Yeah, People yeah. still bought them. <laughs> Apart from the colour of a car, you know, the paint that covers a car these days is quite clever. It does all sorts of other things as well. Did you know that car paint is still slightly liquid? It always flows... Or fluid, I should say, rather than liquid. Fluid. Hmm. So that you get self-healing car paint. You know, if you gouge a slight mark, the well, rest you- of the stuff flows into that canyon over time to fill it. Did you know that yep. ever so slightly? I didn't know that, hmm. and I'm sceptical. I want to see some
2: evidence
1: of I'm not sure I know that is-
2: if you have galvanised cars I remember Audi making a big deal about this when they made all their cars galvanised so they were the first people to do it. Six year warranty. So underneath the paint I don't know there was some kind of extra layer the idea was if the car got scraped there was some layer that sort of bled into the wound that maintained the rust proofing. Hmm. But I don't quite understand that, because I thought that galvanised metal is galvanised metal. It's like, it's just, you know.
1: Although, who knows, maybe there was something in one of the paint layers or whatever that's just above that, that when you've made that scratch, it's releasing something that's going to have a reaction with the metal. Mm. The analog will be something like, you know, what happens when you scratch a bit of aluminium. I mean, this is much more simple, but aluminium is a very reactive metal Mm -hmm. that appears to be very unreactive because it develops this very tough... Unreactive reactive layer of aluminium oxide on the surface yeah. you know, as soon as you expose it to air. And if you scratch a bit of aluminium and scratch the aluminium oxide off, it doesn't immediately burst into flames, mm-hmm. which it would do, kind of... Z- well, if you ever painted over it. Well, if you could magically make the reaction between oxygen and aluminium that's making the aluminium oxide form, if you could stop that happening and just get straight to the burning stuff, it would catch fire. You scratch your aluminium and you've broken through the aluminium oxide layer and exposed the bare metal... And as soon as that happens, it reacts with the air and it reforms some new aluminium oxide. So mm-hmm. what's happening in the case of the Audi is maybe there's something in the I bottom there. I, I, I don't know. know. Just, mm, it I is, don't know. You know like I do it, know that car paint
2: stays quite soft for a while yeah. after a car is made. Yeah. yeah. More so like, than it used to because of yeah, changes because in paint technology. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, But you can but do I, an awful lot more with paint as well. I've always thought that this idea that you could have photoelectric, Paint. So instead of having photoelectric cells all over your car which turn sunlight into energy and drive the car, you simply paint your car with something which has got nanotechnology, micro sort of photoelectric. Nano cells built yeah. into it. And you get a freely charging car just by painting it it's been mooted for a little while this now but I haven't seen any
1: evidence of it actually have you seen any paint on photoelectric cells yet? and presumably the two big stumbling blocks are one making solar cells that are small enough to fit in flakes of paint yep. although if plant cells can do it then you know maybe exactly. we can so you know yep. maybe you go for some kind of bioengineered thing so that's one but the second thing how do you get the power from your little flakes of paint yep. to inside the car yep. it's no good having 100 million individual super efficient tiny little solar cells all over your car if any electricity that they might be able to generate doesn't get any further than that little flake yeah. of paint. Again, taking the analogy
0: of the living world, they would have to have microfibers. What do you got? Mycelium, the stuff that's under the ground of mushrooms. Uh, yeah. Kind of a web of superfine hairs leading to your battery, but you would then have to have an insulating layer of paint between that
1: and the bodywork of the car. Otherwise, you open the door and... <laughs> You know, you yeah. electrocute yourself. It's probably going to work out that if there's a solution there, it's going to be some kind of bioengineered thing. You're basically mm. going to be growing some kind of high-tech skin for your car, like growing a leaf all over it. will absorb the sun's energy and however it's storing that energy and getting it to the car. You could come up with some bioengineered, surface or material that would produce tiny amounts of fossil fuel alternative you know a bit of biodiesel oh, yeah. maybe but wouldn't um,
0: that reduce the mass of the paint on the car so you'd eventually have a car that was completely oh, naked it wouldn't <laughs> reduce the mass, <laughs> I, i'm
1: pretty sure that whatever they would would massively increase the weight of paint
0: <laughs> but, yeah. but you mentioned oh. a leaf over the car there and you talked about biotechnology which brings me to something that richard and i both spotted recently this idea of a luminous paint on your car which is what is now available yeah. on the Nissan Leaf if you ask for it specially it's not a uh, option.
2: it's a bit sketchy on that I don't know yeah. if they were saying you could actually order it or if uh, it's not an official like option to in the future, but
0: you can yeah. buy it I believe you can. it is actually available it's not an official option so yeah it's luminous paint bioluminescent paint no not, bio- not photoluminescent luminescent paint sorry well it absorbs the sun's UV in the day and then just like your watch gives it off at night, that would be spooky, wouldn't it? A mist leaf. Well, and I just thought a whole
2: street he... full of cars gently glowing at night would look rather jaunty. But I hadn't yeah. really considered maybe there's some downsides. I don't know what they are.
0: Can I just like, point you out have a I black not, car
2: because it would sort
0: of. Can I just point out that that yowling <laughs> you're hearing is Finn our cat shouting in the kitchen. <laughs> he thinks it's his dinner time, which it probably is at this time of the day. We shut the door. He'll just shout louder. Yeah, we just have to deal with it. I'm sorry. But, would you have a luminous car? Or is it No
2: on oh, Riff no it wasn't that wasn't meant to be a joke I, just, I, I thought I, I saw it I saw the picture of this thing and I went what a nice idea mm. how brilliant that would look like quite a good thing and, and also I suppose there's some safety benefit because yeah, you know, no, I'm sure that someone is. hits you yeah, at night go, yeah. like, "Oh, God, I'm sorry mate I didn't did, see you yeah, okay. yes you did I'm glowing Yeah, but I don't know whether you'd actually I suppose if you're an early adopter you might look like a bit of a mm-hmm. divvy mm-hmm. driving around as a mobile advertising hoarding Yeah, uh, if you were an estate agent or something and you wanted yeah. people to see your logo even at night. It's you thinking. could have duplicitous scum written down the side of your car or whatever the name of your estate agency <laughs> you was, and, uh, and
1: people would be able to see it. But The thing that I want to know is, from my memories of using luminous paint years ago, painting models of one kind or other, luminous paint is fantastic when it's glowing in the dark, but it looks kind of rubbish in daylight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Now, I haven't seen pictures of the leaf with the luminous paint job but that would be my sort of first worry actually, concern about the appearance is how it's going to look when it's not glowing in the dark
2: I saw a picture where they'd done a little split screen of the same car in the daytime and at night and in the daytime it just looked like a white Nissan Leaf
1: mm-hmm. Okay, unless yeah. they
2: cheated that because I know what you mean and also because I'm quite a sucker for an old watch and like this was a sort of 40 year old watch and you can see the loom as they call it there you know mm. it's gone really sort of yellowy and if your car goes all milky and yellowy over time then that's not going to be good is it, it
1: no it reminds you paint goes lot, right doesn't it a lot of cars peel, yeah, all there's,
2: those pink VWs and Vauxhalls there's nothing
0: sadder than high vis jackets which are no longer <laughs> high vis <laughs> you know people still <laughs> wear them it's like didn't that used to be a high vis jacket now it's just a sort of an amorphous even yellowy pissy colour really oh imagine that on your car but what I would do I would paint the whole car evenly with paint I would use it to accentuate design features of the car you know make it sort of a skeleton frame around the outside highlight the strength of the doors and stuff like that so at night it had a different sort of structural appearance that would be interesting or you it could uh, you could get some idea. of this paint yeah. if you had
2: a mate who had a white or a silver car and as an aside last year the most popular colour for new cars was white of course ah. uh, for a change for used to fact, be in there
1: and with silver for the last 20 years yeah
2: you could just get some of that paint and write rude words on a friend's car.
1: Yeah, and then they're they only going to know, know when... Well,
2: they might never know they're driving past the shop window at night and they'd go, hang on a minute, <laughs> it says tort on my door. <laughs>
1: well, oh, wait a minute!
0: <laughs> this is 614 to base, 614 to base. Time is 23.47 hours. Suspect is leaving house now. Suspect is leaving house and proceeding in a westerly direction to... Uh oh. 614 to base. Suspect has seen me. Repeat, suspect has seen me. Again. Repeat, again. 614 to base. Can we please get this bloody Nissan Leaf resprayed? Step Central! We Gareth Jones on speed! One of the great advantages of having that awful Richard Porter on this programme is he's someone who drives a number of cars on a regular basis. The song and I both get to drive a variety of cars now and again, but not as frequently as you, Richard. What have you driven recently that's tickled your trousers? Um, I can use a motoring term.
2: It's it's been a lot of stuff that's just sort of fine, new VW, good, but...
0: I like the new grille it's a on nice the car
2: it's a really handsome car yeah. uh, it feels very roomy and the interior is a bit nicer than a lot of and other cars top a diesel engine uh, yeah it's alright I mm. suppose I mean you just, you just as good as you'd expect along. a new VW to be
1: yeah, yeah. you see yeah.
2: that thing where you go got yeah. a country road and you mm. use it up the pace a little bit and it's got paddles because it was a DSG and you mm. play with the paddles but then you just always encounter that very narrow power band that diesels have and it sort of Feels unnecessary to start zipping up and down the paddle shift and you just put it back in auto. And it's fine. Mm. Anyway, so it's, it's a perfectly mm. civilised, lovely car. I couldn't really fault much about it. It does what it does. I'm driving the new Vauxhall Corsa at the moment. I am sorry. It's, uh, well, I don't know. I always thought the Corsa used to be a fairly awful
0: car, but it's a perfectly fine car. I still have a Fiesta or a Polo. I, I love know. the way you said that with a furrow brow. It's a fine. It's, it's just. It's also oh, a reluctant, despairing reluctant, yeah to admit. It,
1: it has got one the...
0: major flaw. <laughs> it's a Vauxhall. There's that. Mm-hmm. But. Not that they build bad cars. Well, you, it's you just said the it brand. Now. The brand is just difficult know, for a lot
1: bit, of people I think bit. they're a bit passé now it's a bit yeah also I do believe that Vauxhalls right, yeah. are the worst yeah. days, you
2: know, so. driven cars on the road <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, just, I've only recently touched this I know that on Those Top Gear we always go though. on about Peugeots and things like that which I think is also true for some reason I don't know why Peugeots attract elderly drivers particularly they do. I think mm. Vauxhalls. perhaps it's law of averages there's more of them out there because yeah. them and Fords but I don't think Fords are badly driven Ford it's almost Ford's drivership reflects Fords mass appeal you get brilliantly driven forwards you get badly driven forwards you get something in between but Vauxhalls I just just think are almost universally driven by people who are completely
1: inept at driving
0: however if the badge was changed to Opal, would they drive better?
1: I don't I think they might have something (laughs) I mean and, and maybe this is just the benefit of distance that as a citizen of the UK rather than mainland Europe but the, it's just the distance to the Opal brand but it seems to me like there's just a little bit more pizzazz about yes. Opel yeah. Yeah. Vauxhall
2: yeah well let's not forget the Opel Monza there you go yeah. pizzazz but you mean the uh, Vauxhall Royal Coupe it was yeah yes thank you but it was better when it became the Monza and yeah, you yeah, got yeah. digital instruments and all that sort of stuff oh, it's right so the opalness came through anyway so there we go Vauxhall's terrible drivers I, I always find myself driving the course of thinking should I just cut across these lanes? Or I'll just <laughs> stay on the outside lane, even though I'm only doing 50, because I'm, I'm in a Vauxhall. Everyone's going to expect it. You don't want to confuse them, do you? No, exactly. Yeah, the they all I mean, say you should never do anything theory, unexpected exactly, on the road Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, do what
1: the other drivers expect. So
2: I could be the one, like one well driven Vauxhall, Vauxhall that's caused an accident through <laughs> not people expecting me to be a blithering idiot and actually paying attention to the road ahead and behind. Anyway, we digress. The most interesting car, I was going to say, that I've driven in the past few weeks is the Alfa Romeo 4C.
1: Oh,
2: A little coupe. Not the Camerolay. The Camerolay's the the not out yet. Not over here, certainly. So this is just the coupe, which still has those funny headlights. I was about to it start with like that. A bit sort of like some kind of grotesque insect. They're not Or very
0: eye good. infection, you want to
2: describe it. Uh, yeah, it does yeah. look like it got an eye infection. If you woke up in your eye it was like that, you'd go to the doctor's really quickly I mean, the
0: convertible doesn't have that does it's it changed, well yeah.
2: now oh, I don't know whether it will in Europe because oh, really? those lights that have been on the convertible in the pictures right. are because it is an American spec car an oh. American spec 4Cs differ quite substantially from European ones really? different headlights different understructure or at least a modified understructure to really? comply with safety regs they've got more airbags it weighs a whole load more than the really? European spec one yes oh. And yet, that car was always supposed to be completely integral to Alfa Romeo returning to the United States. That is the first car that they're going back there with yeah. after not selling cars for donkeys yet. Yeah. So, you'd think they would know from the off what it needed to yeah. do. Also, the implication being it's that the European version is less safe. Yeah. It's a hard marketing one to go, no, 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 it really is because American safety regs are overzealous. No one's going to buy that. No one believes there's such a thing as too much safety, I think. A lot of car buyers want their cars to be as safe as it can be.
1: Yeah, true. Even sports cars. Mm. Yeah, although they're kind of boringly rational professional who tries to be really boringly rational. and. That's balanced. I can see that actually you can have well intentioned safety regulations that don't actually achieve what they intend. You
2: know know the seatbelt anchorage points in a car, the bit where the belt meets, you know, the bottom of the B pillar basically, that that point there. The European standard for how strong that has to be is based around a certain load applied as a short, sharp shock, because Mm -hmm. that is what happens in an accident. Hmm.
0: The US standard for that thing Don't tell me it's the same load plus three quarter pound burgers and a large gulp coke no it's not that it's it's more load though you're
2: right on that score but it's applied over I think it's nine seconds no accident applies a sustained load to a mounting point for nine seconds but that's what the US regulators require so you're right they are overzealous but I just think if you had an accident in a 4C and a beloved pet or family member died and you survived? Do you think? Well, what if we'd been an American version of this car? Well, maybe we both have survived. I'm extrapolating yes. a little. Sure. Sure.
0: I'm going yeah. to sue Alpha for sending me a substandard product, not as good as other products
2: that was available. Anyway, yeah. I, I, these, mm. these things didn't cross my mind at the time. I was driving it so much, but I, I, <laughs> when
1: well, I was driving it like a
2: maniac, <laughs> instead, I got it for a week, and I got in it. I drove it a bit. First of all, it's quite cramped. It's not quite an Elise, but it's Alpha Elk. If you ever got into an Elise with a very high sill on the low roof. And you sort of have to slot yourself through, so it's, you know, it's slightly undignified if you're tall like me to get in and out. But it's see,
1: this is Molot. where it pays, and I very rarely get to say this, but this is where it really pays to be a short guy. So, <laughs> yeah, you, know, I think you, you know, maybe tall giraffe types, young, little, <laughs> you have a little. We like just eight, love yeah. these cute little cars. We just slip in there. And,
2: well, and now one feel thing I think feel feel feel
1: even good. you would have found still
2: a little bit odd: the driver's seat backrest does not recline much beyond what feels like vertical really? yeah. and I thought at first is because I've got the seat right back so it's against the bulkhead because the engine is behind you mm. but no I move the seat forward to see if I could get a bit more reclining and there wasn't any now, I got plenty of headroom I didn't need to recline for that reason but it was just that I felt like I was in church I was just sitting bolt upright True. after a while I got used to it but it was a bit odd I'll be honest I got in that car I drove for a bit I drove out into the countryside I drove a bit on the roads and I hated it what? I thought it was wow. absolute and utter d- it felt like the power is too peaky mm. very very sort of sudden turbo boost comes in the steering... It's unassisted steering, but it follows cambers and gets knocked off. like, And it feels very unstable somehow. Ooh. And then because the combination of that is sort of quick, but rather unpredictable steering... And I was on a slightly damp road and this sudden rush of turbo boost and even it's got traction control, it just felt like it was sort of slightly out of control of, if yeah, you tried to... to like trouble. an 80s turbo. Like an 80s turbo. I mean, not, maybe not like quite that bad. Interesting. Uh, I was like, oh no,
1: this is just... Because I'm sure you wanted to like it. You know, well, how you not I do, want because to
2: like it? It's I, I wasn't sure about it in the pictures. You see it in real life and it, it's a hell of a good yeah. car. Even with its eye infection, it is a great looking car and it has star quality. People are drawn to it. Also, people seem to think it costs much more than it does because it looks like a shrunken supercar and you explain to them it's only got a four-cylinder engine and it's not the Ferrari rival as such but they think it is because it looks like it should be mm. it has this magnetic sort of star appeal it's a hell of a thing to see on a normal street amongst normal cars but I had this wheel down on the way it drove and then I drove it a bit more and then it started to sort of all make sense it's very unusual for a modern car in that you have to get your eye in with it you have to start understanding its little foibles the fact that the steering is tugging and pulling but if you just accept that it's fundamentally still going in the direction you want it to
1: it's just giving you it's just giving feedback. you yeah it's, it's a, a bit, bit more... too
2: noisy you know we're used yeah. to even Porsches and things that used to have nine elevens, you know, used to have quite a sort of busy steering the wheel was slightly moving in your hand as it followed the cambers and imperfections of the road and they've sort of engineered that out to the most degree yeah now. absolutely yeah. the Alpha does it a great deal I mean more than even than a lease or something it's just all the time busy mm-hmm. but you get used to that and you get used to also just sort of driving it in a different way so you keep it on boost, so you don't yeah. get the boost kicking yeah. in suddenly, which seems to unsettle.
0: I'm reminded of something you said once, Richard. Talk about a car being easy to drive. Yeah. yeah. There are very few difficult-to-drive cars yeah, these days. Are. You get into the gear, off you go, it works, up. it's a yeah. easier than the others. This strikes me, then, as being a car that is... Not necessarily difficult to drive, but requires a mindset to drive. Yeah. It requires a driving style and technique, so it's a driver's car. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah, that, yeah
2: that, that's, that's the very definition of one, it. isn't it? You learn its foibles, you learn how to get the best out of it, and then... I think you bond with it all the more Mm -hmm. so after thinking it was completely rubbish and hating it by the time it was taken away again I absolutely adored it I mean Mm -hmm. it's not perfect by any means the nearest thing I could think of is that it's actually in an odd kind of way quite old fashioned in that it needs in a good way driving in a certain way you need to adapt to it yep It's not trying to adapt to you.
0: Like driving a Morris Minor, and you can't. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like
2: old cars used to. Used to, to uh, you know, the know, and the still things. The rear visibility is terrible. The driving position is sort of unusual, if not completely uncomfortable. The radio is so appalling, you might as well not have it, which they will just never put one in for you if you so choose. Mm. It's got various other sort of strange quirks and things. Some of them are sort of what you would call, in that patronising way that people always apply to an Italian cars, character. <laughs> and there's a weird one. Like you have to put your foot onto the brake pedal to start it, and then to select a gear. Mm-hmm. And if you're turning around, you need to do that when you go into reverse, and then when you go back into first, cause it's a paddle shift with buttons to select reverse. But you can't just have your foot on the brakes, enough that it makes the brake lights illuminate and even would have some slight stopping effect you have to really mash it to the floor Mm. and before you learn Mm. that you're there trying to turn around and you're in the street and you push in reverse and nothing's happening and it's binging at you and going so push your foot on the brake button I am doing Mm. but then when you learn it you're like I know how to do this now Mm. if someone else got in this car they wouldn't know how to do it but I know this because this is my car now that's
0: because you're a proper driver well that's it but it's just (laughs) I think it's just
2: it's a a bonding experience with a car Mm. that Mm. is flawed but lovable and that actually makes you like it more and I suppose that it pains me to say this that it makes it a proper Alfa Romeo it makes it a
0: proper Italian mm. car, Italian th- yeah, car yeah, a real yeah. driver's car. car now yeah. the thing is
2: I do think I'm staggered they've done this car because for a number of reasons it's got a carbon fibre tub like a McLaren 12C or like a yeah but how
0: often do you have a bath when you're driving yeah thank you but I think they spent a lot of money
2: on doing that mm. and maybe cut some corners and other things oh, okay yeah dashboard plastics and mm. stuff but I think you would get in that car if you were test driving it to a dealer and you would drive it around the block and you would come out and you would hate it You'd go, the seat's too upright, dashboard's a bit tinny, plastic, the wheel is jiggling around all over the shop. It just feels strange and odd. And you would never get into the carriage of the car. They're mm. never going to sell one from someone who's just had a test drive, which I think is mistake number one. Secondly, it's is an uncompromising car. It's hard to get in and out of. It's, it's not luxurious. You know, bare floor. It's noisy. It's very noisy, in fact, when you're on the motorway. And this is the car they're going back into America with. It's an unbelievably idiotic decision. They should be going back into America with a car like the 8C, which is a very sexy coupe, but which is basically you can drive like a GT car. It's a Maserati, essentially. Mm, And you can swoosh around in it, but it looks achingly cool it makes a brilliant noise and it would say to people Alfa Romeo's back what they're going back into america with is this sort of specialty yeah, hardcore car, yeah. drivers car i'm sure you could have one as your only car but it's not it's a weekend play thing it's a toy because it's at its best in the dry or very very slightly damp when you can kick the tail out as well which is quite entertaining
0: aren't alfa romeo actually going into america with the what's he called the Dart the Dodge Dart it's basically built on the 159 platform no, isn't John it it's on the Giulietta platform Julieta platform right? that's hitting up the 159 I've shown me age but I still think it's a modern car yeah well that's yeah, but that's not getting the Alfa brand yes. out there yeah, exactly. you know, it, may, yeah. it may
1: be doing something for Alpha's bottom line but it's not reintroducing the Alpha brand for the States it sounds like it's not the right car to do it with at yeah, it's it's nice. a, but it sounds great it is but
2: okay. that's the thing but honestly if I had it outside now and I said go and have a quick drive in that you'd come back And you go, what are you talking about? It's awful, I swear. It feels so strange and unlike any other car. But I think that's the thing. Once it gets under your skin, it's a sensational thing.
0: Reit, bring it next one! Hello lad. What's the name? I'm Will Stevens. Why does the one to drive for manner in that? Well, I really admire your determination and spirit trying to get back into Formula One and I think I'd be a good fit with the team. Oh, aye. And what's their record like? Er, well, I've tested for Caterham and I drove in the Abu Dhabi race for them last year and... No, lad, not the racing record. Your credit record. Oh, um... Go on, lend us a tenner. I'll pay you back in that. The risk of being an enthusiastic driver, and by that I mean someone who drives enthusiastically with gusto. And, you mean too fast? It, 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 yes, probably, occasionally. Uh, but a lot of the time, you know, you drive a lot of time. We like driving, we make the choice, shall I go in the train, shall I go in the car, or go in the no, car. I I, yeah. you, know, you increase the chances of things going wrong there being an accident now luckily i haven't had any pranks for quite some time in any serious way but i did nerf a car apparently on church street the other day it was in the car with me We stopped at the traffic lights. Woman gets out of the car in front. You just hit my car. Really? I do apologise. I wasn't aware that I even touched you there. Just stop. So Mm -hmm. let's pull over and have a look. Not a mark on either of the cars. If I had touched her, I doubt if the molecules of our paint had actually (laughs) touched it. was Just a glance and she was all right about it, if not a little concerned, but I don't know, I think she probably imagining it. I think probably her foot slipped on her brake or acceleration she thought she'd been hit and hadn't. I was pretty sure I hadn't touched her. There was no evidence to show that. But that was my nearest miss recently. But you had slightly more than a near
1: miss, didn't you, sir? I did. To my great surprise, I was in traffic just three or four days ago. A taxi driver reversed into me in traffic. Uh, This was a proper London black cab driver. You know, not your dodgy minicab or Uber driver. Mm. I suppose we're going to have to be referring to that a lot more. But, yeah, I was kind of the first... Stunned by Because you know It's a taxi driver and They don't usually make mistakes You trust them to get it right And have very good judgment On these things um, Why was he reversing? And then outraged Obviously Well he was just doing A little three point turn you oh, know, He okay. just picked up his fare And he was just turning around And because of where it was By junction it was just doing A quick three point turn I just felt the little bump And I realised That as he was backing up me, So he just backed Into my door Into your and door? He, yeah and then he, and oh. he, he pulled away So I hopped out Shouted at him And uh, he pulled over And we established Before the lights Even Turned green, that in fact there was no visible damage because he'd bumped just where one of the stickers on the door is the sort of roundel that used to have a Le Mans number on it and he's looking increasingly tatty but it turns out it has a useful function of <laughs> protecting your paint a bit more and he was going slow so it was just such a light touch that he didn't bend any metal so it was all fine no harm done we went on our way and I've never had a taxi driver make that kind of mistake before but you do get those little low speed things from time to time and they're not always kind of quite as so innocent as that you know they yeah. do sometimes well
2: in a way it's part and parcel of particularly living in the city yeah. just, Your car's going to get dinged but i was a few weeks yeah, ago I was, totally an, I was in a motorway service area on the m40 and i'd gone to the loo and my wife was in the car with our baby and just as i got in she went a man behind just backed into our car just before he came back he's just nudged into the car i was about to say so. i went right got out there's this bloke in an old murky class cabrio and he was still touching the back bumper of our car and he was getting out and i went oi you just hit my car and he went what you've just hit my car here, move your car forward and he went, alright mate, calm down I was like, no, there's no calm down move your car forward and he went, alright, keep your hair on and he was standing there by his car, rather than getting into his car and moving it so it wasn't touching my bloody car. And eventually he did, and I looked, and there was no damage done, because I didn't know how hard the impact was, hmm. it wasn't there, but, you know, I thought, if he's cracked the bumper or something a little bit, it's just irritating. Hmm. And he hadn't, but his first words should have been, oh, I'm sorry, rather than, all right, calm down. You don't yeah. have the moral yeah, 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 high ground yeah, yeah. if you've no. just dinked into another <laughs> man's car.
1: He's the one who's in the wrong. Yeah. It's not you that's I mean, in if the- I'd yeah.
2: done that, I'd be mortified. I remember I used to have a little smart roadster, and I was what. Well, <laughs> This was amateur hour. I was schoolboy error of the highest order. Traffic lights, yellow box junction, car in front, mini went. And I thought, oh, look, they're going to go through and pass the yellow lines. I'm going to follow across before the light goes red. And then they stopped. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Not completely on the yellow box, but I was sort of just back wheels still in the yellow box. I, was, oh, oh, I hate God. people who yeah. Yeah. So I'll ease forward a little bit more. I'll ease forward as much as I yeah. can. because yeah. it's also it's got a paddle shift box into those smarts, so it's not easy. You can't just creep the clutch. I think I just sort of lurch forward a little bit and just the gentlest Doom, into mm. the back bumper of the Mini. enough to alert the driver Mm. and she got out and rather than sort of come to me she got out and she just looked down between the two cars and then she looked at me I had the roof back on the smart, so I (laughs) took my seatbelt off and popped my head out of the sunroof and went (laughs) I'm sorry and she didn't say anything she just looked at me and kind of went hmm and just did that kind of (laughs) she's giving a very stern look imagine the sternest most disgruntled look that you could give someone that's what she did and then she just got back in her car and drove on Mm. No, I used to lay it like some kind of crap meerkat with my head poking out of the roof at the of the car. going, no,
1: I really am, sorry. I, quite, I sp- quite like the style of the stern look. It's yeah, just, yeah. You know, it's it's withering. It's like when somebody
2: cocks up on the road. You know when you see someone, they've blocked a junction or they've just done something stupid like yeah. you're coming through a gap and they decide to try and come to the other way when they could have just waited. And I found myself, I think it's a sign of getting older. Sometimes now, where in the past I might have gone
0: and
2: then made some, you know, adult hand gestures or... Um, <laughs> And once years ago, when a bloke did a really stupid move where he just blocked a road, and then when I finally pulled alongside him, I put a window out and I just went, What did you do that for? and he started going, It's, it's because there was I couldn't see the thing, and I just went, that, That's absolute bollocks. And he went, No, it's not, and I just went, Oh, shit, it's off. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: my girlfriend at the time, as we drove on, she went.
2: Oh. Yeah, really.
1: Why did thing. you say that? <laughs> well, I'm not okay. I very rarely sort of expressed disapproval by honking or no, noise. no. You know, but you know, one does do it occasionally. First time I ever did it, this was you know after being driving for really quite a few years. But the first time I did you're a, a little toot because you know they were parked in an incredibly bad place at just in the bend of a road and gave me a honk as I went past and then they caught up in the next lights it was a plain clothes police no. <laughs> oh no and they expressed the opinion that I really shouldn't be sounding my horn uh, uh, yeah, it no, should never be used as highway the coast? Coast? Yeah. 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 So, do you know what and, and I couldn't argue I, I just rather because well I thought you were parked in a slightly dangerous place I'm terribly sorry officer
2: I would like two things on I was going to say to finish the thought from before about I as I get older, rather than gesturing and shouting and swearing and things, which I hope never did too much, but I find myself just going,
0: "Yeah, me too." Shaking
2: my head, almost just shaming people for their behaviour. But I would like mm. two things on cars. I think we talked about in the past how I thought there should be a, I'm going straight on yes. light in the middle. Yeah, yes. yeah, good. Yes, I've decided what I would also like is you know Le Mans cars have that button they press and it strobes the headlights very very quickly yeah and you just to get people out of the way yeah they're gonna here I come for when you're coming up. you're gonna lap someone mm. uh, you can't use it if you just want to overtake someone who's on the same lap as you <laughs> <would be considered laughs> it's, it's try. My, Yeah, yeah. considered aggressive but I'd quite like it if they could do it in such a way that it's not aggressive because the thing is you know when you've got someone dithering in the wrong lane on the motorway I sometimes use the continental technique of you put your outside indicator on Yes. you yeah. hope just the flashing like, just yeah, catch yeah. the yeah. Yeah. in the mirror and they go okay this guy wants to push on through because mm. I think flashing the headlights is a quite an aggressive thing it is, yeah. 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 but yeah. I would love to have just the first light just to go hi I'm here and mm. I would like to come through now and it would be also useful round where I live narrow streets now when people let you through gaps I'm a big stickler for the wave I agree yeah. I was driving in the US not that long ago with a mate and someone let me through a gap on a sort of back street in Los Angeles and I waved and he just went we don't do that. What? He went. No, we don't do that. And I suppose i go to my wife's America. I said to her afterwards, I've never really noticed you. People don't wave. Thank you, because most of the roads are wide enough. You don't get into that situation. Yeah. And she went, Oh God, she didn't wave at someone. <laughs> went, yeah. She, she, went, she you. A, Yeah. She went, yeah, that's, yeah. that's like a gang sign yeah, some places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, fine. But I thought, when it's dark on narrow streets around where I live, and people let you through. You know, you do the sort of flash, but it can be mistaken for the arm. Oh, let you through. So I just thought, Ooh. if I had my little starburst. Pff, light, that
0: would say, thank you, because you can't see hands at night. Or I wear one Illuminous
1: glove.
0: (laughs) 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 My solution for the twerp driving in the centre lane when there's nothing in the left-hand lane would be to have an almost inspected gadget-like arm that could come out and reach over the offending car in front and lower a piece of card with a message written on it in front of the windscreen that says, off, you crap-driving pot, please kindly move to the left, allowing the rest of the world to get by at a reasonable pace. Okay,
1: I do like the idea, but... If you've got the technology to do that, you've got the technology to do the wacky racist thing of all of a sudden your car just goes on stilts. Yeah. You know, yeah. your suspension goes from being regular struts to kind of you know twenty foot tall yeah. telescoping thing, and you just drive past the thing with your wheels passing on either side of their vehicle, and that's how you pass. I reckon that's the next
0: generation of four x four. Land Rover will make that an option so people can have ultimate. What do they call it?
1: Functionality.
0: Ultimate. Do you remember, yeah, I'll
1: call yeah. that ultimate functionality. You can just
0: definitely so the traffic just go through or we just ban voxels
2: <laughs> <laughs> Our discipline hey, is no longer an
0: issue <laughs> you've been listening to the acerbic attitude of Richard Porter goodbye and the um, the logical witterings well that's usually what normally comes out uh, did we get that today uh, we usually oh, do. So. yeah and I was Gareth uh, and I just fill the gaps see ya